0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from
1: some enforcer based podcasting coming at you brought to you by the hockey podcast network and now
0: samenko out in front of the goal pounding away at joe kocher who's down on the ice
1: holding the back of his head. Um, you yeah, know, actually what really surprised me, especially with Twitter being like Leaf
0: Nation, was Grimson over Colton Orr. That actually, that voting really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Don't forget to catch the Fourth Line Voice Podcast wherever you find your podcast. presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.
1: Mark Bergevin. And everybody goes on and on with the whole PK thing and blah, and, oh, and he hated him because he doesn't like fun and blah, blah, blah. I have heard from a few people that Mark van's hilarious. No, this guy was a riot. You yeah, he would uh, have to be at the bar, and he's like, oh, I just had a penis colada. And the girls would, like, give a double take. and would be like, what? He's like,
0: yeah, I had the penis colada, you know, I
1: it's not bad, you know.
0: Enforcer-based podcasting, wherever you get podcasts from.
1: This is the Grit and Barrett podcast Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Tuesday, January 11th. How's everyone doing? We are into the winter now here in Pennsylvania. There's snow. It's cold. We've had a mini ice storm move through. It's still cold. So with all that being said, I'm quite ready for spring now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Call me bitter... Better guy who likes warm temperatures and all and all that, but when the first snowfall happens, I'm quite ready for for spring now. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. We've got a healthy batch amount of games like last week. Not nearly as much uh, catch up because I wasn't off for a week, but lots of stuff to get to with the Bears this week. A busy three and three for the boys in chocolate and white as it started. With a road trip due north all the way up to Syracuse. And thankfully, we were able to head to the North Division without a threat of having any COVID outbreaks. I I know I shouldn't have done that. But we went up to play the Syracuse Crunch. Proud affiliate of your Tampa Bay Lightning. Last time we are going to see this team until the end of April. This is the last trip up to Onondaga County. Veterans War Memorial. Am- 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 what? It's not called that anymore. Oh, oh, Oop State Medical Center in Syracuse or whatever it's called now. Um, th- th- this is it for the Syracuse Crunch, and um, as cold as it was down here, or at least it was turning to be, it's much much worse up there in Syracuse. I've been up there. Now let me tell you about Onatoga County War Memorial, and I mean this lovingly, when I say the place. It's a dump. It's a dump. It's a place that's been around since the 1940s, and it shows so much so that it is a, pardon the language, shithole. Now, before all of you start typing, hey, stop making fun of our arena, I've been to Syracuse twice, and the locals have said it's their shithole. It's their dump, and they love it. There are some arenas that just have that charm to it, and the War Memorial has that. It is a small, old barn. The acoustics are okay. There is a stage off to the one side with balloons that makes it look like they're having junior prom in about a month. Um, There is a lot of Syracuse jerseys up there, not a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning jerseys, but The last time I was up there was before Tampa won back-to-back Stanley Cups. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry for all of you. Back-to-back Stanley Cups, if you can hear the quotation marks. Um, So, I've seen a lot of Crunch jerseys up there. I've not seen a lot of Lightning jerseys up there because the Lightning have had a lot of affiliates, a lot of name changes, a lot of color changes. So, when you've had a team that's had a ton of affiliates, you tend to see more team jerseys as opposed to affiliate jerseys but again i haven't been up there in nearly three years so maybe there is more tampa bay stuff up there they do have a loud tampa goal horn. their announcer has seemed to have toned it down over the years but that's just my own personal opinion but let's get right to it on a friday night up there in oop state new york and uh, and let's see what this team can do. The Bears are getting better. And let's see how they go against the Crunch. It's never easy up there in the War Memorial. It's always tough, physical, hard-hitting games up there. And first shot by the Crunch, and they score. Kupec. Kupec. Ku- Kupec. 2.45 into the game. First shot, Copley faces, and it's in the back of the net. Oof. And the one thing with the Crunch is that the Crunch <laughs> It's not just a clever nickname. They are a physical team. They're not, they're not, they're big. They're not fast, but they're big. If there's one thing that the Tampa Bay Lightning have is size. They have guys who get in passing and shooting lanes. That's, that was Tampa Bay's bread and butter. Can't get to the net. What's always getting blocked or sticks in lanes. You know, as people think annoying the Lightning are, their system works. And they have a really good farm club there in Syracuse, even though they've not really won a Calder cup with that court. But anyway, the Bears get a late power play in, and um, the first power play squad has not had Molson for about a week. And um, even though they have Vecchione, terrific passer, great guy, lovely hair, um, you can really notice that they're starting to miss Molson in that net front veteran presence a guy that you throw it around behind the net he can make that fast decision off to where the pucks go a reliable guy you can throw in front of a goaltender who will get a tip rebound or throw it to somebody who does you know a centerpiece on the power play you know something the Washington Capitals don't have right now <laughs> I'm I'm sorry the ball was there and I just kicked it away to the boundary but moving on the Bears don't have that, and it shows on the first power play because even though there's a lot of passing and there's a lot of shooting, it doesn't feel like there's that, that centerpiece, that captain, that holds it all together, and Molson was really that. Uh, but the second unit has got AJ and his beautiful hair out there, and they throw it to him on the circle. Looks. Rister scores! AJ! low glo- Low blocker, I think. Anyway, what a snipe. AJ ties the game, and it's 1-1, and we are off and running. But the Crunch answer, do answer back later on in the period. Alex Green, no relation to former Hershey Bear, Mike Green, is able to get a nice passing play, um, crossing feed right past Copley, and the Crunch get back on the board to make it 2-1. It's going to be one of those nights. And we get into the second period. All right, we're only down by one. Handle this. We got this. We're just fine. Into the second we go. So Go, Crunch. Get the puck in the zone. Throw it out to PC Labrie in the high slot. Shot scores. First shot of the second period goes into the net. Copley? Copley. Come here. Come here. Let me show the odds here, Sparky. Um, look, <laughs> I know first period, you kind of want to face the first shot, and, you know, you kind of not want the first shot of the period to go in. Don't goalies like pucks hitting their pads early in the period to get the feel for it? Ah, uh, th- uh. 3-1 Syracuse. And Syracuse loves these two goal leads. Because they're physical, they'll push you around later on in the period. Eight, and there's a lot of pushing and shoving in this game. I mean, there are... No pun intended. People getting crunched into the boards. The boards are loud and lively up there in Syracuse. Uh, Rowdy fan base as well. Um, Crappy clock up there in Syracuse as well. Plus, we had some uh, ice issues in the goal crease. Let me put it like this. Second period ended. It was 8.55. Technically, second periods for 7 o'clock games end around 8.30. So, if we're up in Syracuse, it's going to be a long night. And, um... The boys get another late power play. AJ from his office. Ruster scores! AJ doing his Ovechkin impersonation. Just stay in the circles and let her rip. Okay, it's 3-2. As we go into the third, we're going to get back into this. And into the third we go. Copley faces his first shot of the, the, the third. He saves it. Huzzah! Collect the rebound. Throws in front. Second shot into the net. What are we doing? what that uh, what four two syracuse D- that's let me let me take a look here uh two forty five one fifteen and one fifty eight I'm saying it that's three sins there uno dos tres one two three you're out they didn't pull him, but that's three sins to start the period kind of hard to get momentum for the period going when you're letting goals in the first couple minutes <sighs> but the Bears do get some help in Garrett a couple minutes later, gets it back into the net to make it 4-3. And I'm watching this and I'm going, all right, let's get back into this, boys. Let's let's really do this and get back into this game. By the way, shh, Garrett Pelon has 10 goals on the season. Shh. Don't tell anyone. But he has 10 goals. First Bear to hit double digits this season. Shh, don't tell anyone. But the Bears. Again, it's the crunch playing Tampa's system. Bodies and sticks and lanes. And when you have a lead and you can't get a shot through, this is what tends to happen. And any attempts at a comeback is futile. Doesn't happen. In the last two minutes, we pull Copley, and I'm yelling at my phone, DO SOMETHING! Puck gets into the zone gets caught, throws right back out, tries to get through the neutral zone, can't tries to skate the puck in, crunch, clog everything up, three guys descend upon the puck carrier and is able to break things up, dump and chase, get the going and get the puck in the corner and just throw it right out. It's annoying, but the crunch are good at it, and um that that's it um Alex breway blunt gets a empty netter. And that seals it up there in Oop State New York. Syracuse five, Hershey three, the four-game winning streak is brought to an end, and uh, no points in this game. So the Bears get a loss on the road against a northern opponent. Um crap. It just it happens. All three stars were for Syracuse, Alex Green, PC LeBrie, and Coupe. All get um, get the three stars up there in Syracuse. And again, like I say, Syracuse is playing Tampa system and Tampa system seems to work regardless of what people might think. And, you know, we don't, we don't have to see them again until the end of April. Huzzah. Let's just, let's just move on from this team. We don't, we won't see them until me and my fiance moved in anyway, Saturday night. Let's go to Saturday. As the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins come to town, oh boy, I awake early on Saturday to the sound of mockery. Who's the team I gotta ridicule? And it's Wilkes-Barre, the prevent the perennial losers of this division, losers of five straight in a row, five straight. Their last win was way back. And uh, let's let's get going in this. And uh, Wilkes-Barre. Really pushes the pace there on a Sunday. They get going early. It's still typically one of those survive the first 10 minutes against wilkes But he's okay, guys. We got this. You know, the past couple times, they've come out flying. We've weathered the storm. And then just punched him in the mouth and got going. So we got this. It's It's okay. And it appears to be a pretty even period between the Bears and Pens so far. Now that could be because Hershey's, it's their third game in four days and we still got another day to go. Maybe some guys are leaving a little bit in the tank for Sunday's game. This could be Wilkes-Barre actually getting guys like Anthony Angelo back. Some of their guys back from protocol. Pierre Oliver Joseph really wanting to get back to Pittsburgh. And we get Diorio in net. Oh, lovely. Ice-cold milk endy Diorio cookie. (laughs) So, late in the first, the Bears do do start pressing. And uh, they get the puck down low, throw it in front. There's Gursich. Low-wrister scores! Beats Diorio on the blocker side. Down low. Beats him near the end of the period. Wide open in front. 1-0 Hershey near the end of the first. And... That is how you deflagity a team. That is absolutely how you crush their spirit. More of this, please. So we get into the second, and what begins to happen is, um, oh, I don't know. The Bears get a, a little sloppy. BS. They start literally giving the puck away. It's like Hershey went, okay, I feel really bad for you guys. Here's a really bad Behind the back pass from Dylan Mickelrath to a penguin wide open in front. Here's bad clearing attempts. Almost gaps by Hunter Shepard. You know, here, score goals. We don't want to win this game. We feel bad for you. We can't get pucks out of the zone. Oops. Delay a game penalties. What's a penalty kill? (laughs) Ha ha. Oh boy. Okay, the last one didn't really happen, but it just, the Bears were playing really, really sloppy. Bad passes, bad breakouts, and just, what are they doing? I mean, I've heard of taking a team lightly, but Jesus. There's even a point where wilkes gets the puck into into the zone, and um, I forget who skated in, and Copley, not Copley, Shepard, you know, goes down and stacks the pads and lays his arm down, glove hand down, and all he has to do is elevate the puck, and it's up and over the net. He's out of position. He's dead to rights, and he tries to slide it underneath the arm, and nope. Shepard has it. It, it. Here. Here's an entire upper half of the net. Shoot into the net. They <laughs> can't. This is what happens when nothing is going right. When nothing works for you. And uh the Bears get some penalty on the good side. Wilkesbury takes a charge and then gets a hook in the neutral zone. And it's a 5 on 3. They work the puck up over to the side looking bring it in, lads. Bring it in. It's a 5 on 3. Bring it in. And they pass, they bring closer over to Gersich, Rister over to to Vec- Gione, shot, scores! Mike Vecchione, 5-on-3, power play goal, 2 nothing Hershey. <laughs> oh, wow, we're just taking it to these guys. Third period, more of the same, but things get tightened up as the Bears just really start putting this team away. They play a lot in the offensive zone, and um, just a really... Really good solid closeout period. A few gaffes here and there, but it's, it's Wilkes-Barre. Nothing's going right for them. They can't score at all. Can't win fights. Can't really do anything. And later on the period, throws one in front, scramble in front. Diorio swimming, tries to knock the puck down. Gersic chips the puck up and over Diorio. Diorio tries to do the fire hydrant kick. Yeah. With his skate, chips the puck and it twirls going end over end. Falls down. The defender tries to grab it over the line, but the ref's right there and sees it cross the line before he, the defender, puts his hand on it. Would have been a penalty shot anyway, but it scores. It counts. It's in. Shane Gersich, second of the night, and it's three nothing Hershey. And say it with me, boys and girls, because I've said it so many times so far. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Wilkesbury. Shut out for Hunter Shepard. He got first star, even though Gersich probably should have gotten a first star with his performance. Bet
0: Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the BetFred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. Bets off.
1: But I guess, you know, the goalie having a shutout, that's kind of important. So. Yeah, so the Bears rebound quite nicely off of a loss to the Syracuse Crunch and are able to get another win, and we're still slowly climbing in the standings. But we're not done yet, boys and girls. We are not done yet, as we have one more match against Wilkes-Barre, and we'll get to that in a little bit after a word from our sponsor. But before we continue on, Bears fans... It is the NFL playoffs. It's finally here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, is kicking things off, ha ha ha, with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, all new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win two hundred and eighty. Dollars in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state you can still play for something this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers for free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 to win 280 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year older New Jersey, Indiana PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for your times, listens, and downloads here in the smack, not the smack dab of winter, but feels like winter here on the East Coast. So let's get into Sunday. It was a little bit of an... Icy weather here in the state here on Sunday. So Sunday home games are a little bit hard for people to get to, but throw an ice and, oh, trust me, I'm hearing it from people, even though I told them the the Hershey Park parking lots, they're fine. The roads are mostly fine. We had some ice in the morning. Churches went mostly online, so it's, it's, it's fine. It's a good morning to sleep in and have some hot cereal this morning, some uh, cream of wheat or some oatmeal or some grits, whatever floats your boat, whatever it is, but, um, um, I still heard it from a lot of Bears fans, no, it's pretty bad up here, I don't feel like leaving, no, I don't trust Hershey. whatever, whatever, so, Wilkes-Barre comes down one more time, they kind of just stayed in the area with the ice storm, uh, coming in, they, they, they kind of did, so, so, we go at it on another Sunday, and uh, is that Brian Pinhoe I see out there? Oh, cool. His arm's healed. Awesome. He's back in, in the lineup. And it's, um all right, time to deplete your bench. What do you got? Who's going <laughs> to... Fourth game in five days. We have not done this since 2009. You know, we have not done that. So... Let's see how these modern teams can handle this style. A lot of old-time Bears fans are going, yeah, yeah, we used to do a lot of these. (laughs) A lot of these used to happen. Um, As me and my hockey friends have said, it used to be home game Wednesday and three-game road trip in the Northeast that consisted of Manchester, Springfield, and maybe Providence. Or is that the other way around? Providence, Springfield, and Manchester on a Sunday. But that's how it used to be, boys and girls. Talk about riding the bus. That's how it used to be. But anyway, bears and penguins go at it. Let's hope for another spirited tilt. And in the first period, dear God, oh, my God, this is exactly what I thought it would be. The bears don't have a lot of their legs. Their speed's about 50% at tops. wilkes on their third with travel, and it's just – it's – lazy passes behind the back passes a lot of Nyah! decisions because guys are tired and they're not thinking properly there's a lot of stick reaching because they really don't want to get the extra mile to, to go for the puck oh boy this is going to be rough and after the first period there was nothing between these two nothing I mean it's it's just uh wow Wow, it's a typical Sunday. It's going to be a slog to get through. But second period, and uh, the Bears get the puck back up top, and there's Dylan McElrath, just a little floater from the corner, right in on net, and it beats DiOrio. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, there's got to be a body in front. No? Beat him clean. Just threw a high wrister, and it snuck on the corner. Dylan McElrath. With his, let me bring it up here, da, 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 da. checking with his third of the season. That's what I thought it was. Uh, Mickelrath with his third goal of the season, and it's one nothing. Hershey. We're off and running, uh, sort of, sort of. And you just, you felt it with the Bears. We get a lead against these guys, we got this. We got this. And the Bears press more and more in the second it's just, it's more of the same. Put it on. Poor old wilkes Who cares? And we get the puck down low. Time running, time running down. Tick, tick, tick. Few seconds left. Throws in front of Vecchione. He scores! It's in! It's in at the buzzer! At the buzzer! Vecchione scores! It's in! 2 nothing. And we saw it. Saw it. Lights on. Pointing. Horn. That, it, it, it counts. It counts. It's in. And uh, because they have to, they go to the videotape. Now, did this get in before the buzzer? Yes, because there's a part of me watching up there just sort of looking like the shot in. Quickly look at the clock, and I saw like .8 or .7 left. So, yeah, it's in. But I think in that situation, it's probably just protocol for the refs say, say, yeah, let's just take a look at it to see A, if it went in, or B, just to see how much time is left. Hold on a second. Little sip of Perrier here. Let's keep this going. So that's basically what it was. It was to basically see how much time was left. On, tel- on radio, it was to see if it really was a goal. It was a goal. 2-0, Hershey. End of two. We got this. Wilkes-Barre is a meh team at best. There's no way these. we've got these guys... Thirty seconds in, Mike Rentke scores. Crud, they scored. Uh, um, okay. I uh Wilkesbury's gonna make this competitive. I kind of feel like Grunkle Stan at this point. I really don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do in this situation. Uh, Wilkesbury being competitive. I've been had to deal with this since all the way when I was dealing with COVID. So yeah, it's just one of those. All right, let's just all right. Let, let's let's take it to these guys in Wilkes-Barre. They have this. They, it seems like they have the slightly fresher legs in all this, but um, they're starting to get chippy. Arms and elbows are being thrown, pushing and shoving and all that. And uh, and uh, Pino's near the boards, trying to get the puck out. In comes Pierre, Oliver, Joseph, and just Wemo into the boards. He goes, "Hey, no, that's a five. That's a five and a bye." should be you're out, but he gets back up, peeling its back up and skates over to the bench. Joseph mouthing off while he's going over. It's his third penalty of the game. Think about fifth in the past two games against Hershey. Hello, tip of the iceberg. There's your boy. There's him. And this guy wants to get back to the Pittsburgh blue line. Not with that kind of play, you're not. And uh, the Bears get a power play out of it and work it around. Over to Pilon near the circle. Rister scores! Beats the Oreo on the stick side. That's how you get it back. That's how you get back against POJ. You score on the power play and take the lead. Well, not the lead back, but add to the lead, and you make him pay. Garrett Pilon makes him pay. 3-1 Hershey. Let's finish this off. Let's finish this off. We got this. And they pull Diorio with three minutes to go, and and the Bears get, you know, Wilkesbury starts scrambling into the zone. The Bears defenseman throws a puck out of the zone, and it's up and over the glass. Oh God, delay a game, delay a game. But they're giving the penalty to Copley. What? 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 No, no, that was a that that was a defenseman. That 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 wasn't that wasn't Copley, it was a Copley. Was a defense. Whatever, whatever, six on four power play for Wilkes-Barre and just some real nice passing. Zamorna from the point scores, gets it in. 3-2 Wilkes-Barre. We're going to have to sweat this one out, but the Bears close it down. Two minutes, they pull DiOrio and it's not enough. Say it with me once again, boys and girls. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre. In the words of cousin John Walton, Bears win it, 3-2 the final, and get back-to-back wins to close out the weekend. The three stars for the Bears were basically the goal scorers. Mickelrath, Vecchione, and Pilon got three stars in this one, and uh, really good stuff from the boys. We are now 7-0 and against Wilkes-Barre this season, and... Just to really add to this about how bad this team is, this is their seventh straight loss. I mean, they're oh six and one. They got a point because they, they lost to Utica in a shootout, even coming back from five two. But um they have not won a game since November twenty second. Oofah. Yeah. That shows you how bad they are. I mean, the show as such, they are dead last in the Atlantic right now. Taking a look at the division, um, they are 9, 14, and 1, 407 points percentage. But, but, they have only played 27 games so far. They have a lot of games in hand. Some, but they got a lot of ground to make up. Bridgeport in seventh at 443. Um, a good, bad team, they scrape, they claw, but sometimes the hockey gods just, just don't bless you. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. But they're a tough team. They're not a bad team. They just have bad luck. Bridgeport sitting in seventh. Six is the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, who did not play at all this weekend because of Corona Chun. They were supposed to have two games in Providence, didn't happen, so they sit at 9, 11, 5, and 2. four, 63, they're sitting at. We just have to see what this team can do. More corona um, perseverance they have to work through, I guess. More stuff they got to work through. Charlotte, who was in, uh, in Bridgeport this weekend. 15, 12, 2 at 5, uh, 52. Just so you know, boys and girls. That's the difference between fifth and sixth. Almost uh, .100 points percentage is what separates them. Points-wise, there are seven points between Lehigh and Charlotte. And Lehigh and Charlotte, there's only two games played separating them. So you can't just say, well, Lehigh hasn't played a lot of games. They haven't, but Charlotte hasn't either. So make with that what you will. Providence still sits in fourth as they did not play this weekend. Not too much to know about them at 577. This is what Providence does. They'll just hang around. Hartford in third place at 607. Starting to fall back a little bit because they don't have Keith Kincaid anymore. They aren't being bailed out by high-end goaltending and heavy home schedules to start the season. I say this about Hartford. I've said this about them. We said this back before the world shut down in 1920. They're not complete frauds, but... Don't be fooled by their first half of the season, Hartford in third. Us, we're in second uh, at 18, 10, 2, and 1, 6, 29, 39 points. However, sitting above us with one game in hand is the Springfield Thunderboys, 18, 9, 2, and 1, who have seemed to find themselves after St. Louis has sent them reinforcements as well. Nathan Walker back with Springfield. We don't have to see these guys for a while, so... You know, we'll see see how this matches up. Now, just to let everybody know, in the Atlantic, you want to get the first number one and number two spots because there will be playing rounds this year, best of threes between uh, three through six in the division. So as of right now, it would be Hartford and Lehigh, Providence and Charlotte. All three games take place in the higher seeds. Just saying. If you're the number one and number two, you get a... a First round by you get a play-in by and the first round will be the usual best of five. But we'll we'll wor- worry about that when we get to it. But I'd like the Bears to try and stay at least in the top two. And we'll just see where everything lands. So um also a little bit of AHL news in case I did not cover it before. The American Hockey League said they are extending the end of the season by five games. The season will end on April 31st or 30th i'm terrible about what months have 30 and 31 days but the end of the season will be extended to literally the end of april instead of april 26 now that doesn't mean that we won't that the crunch won't be our last games that's opportunity for postponed games to be made up so um the hl is just doing it just to cover their bases and giving teams a chance to make up games wherever they can so that's it for this week. The Bears went 2-3, sitting in second in the division. Huzzah. Good days all around. We have a Wednesday night game against the Bridgeport uh, Islanders. And then Saturday, we welcome back, the we welcome the Toronto Marlies to Giant Center, which means we'll get to hear O Canada over the speakers. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And Sunday, we go up. To wilkes for a three o'clock tilt there in the arena in the shadow of a mountain. So to everyone, thank you for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Check out the new logo we've got. Thank you to Logo Hog for that for the beautiful new logo. Go check him out for great deals, lovely, lovely stuff from him. And uh, we got some good stuff coming up. There's a lot of Bears games, so we'll have a lot of games to recap. The Friday face-off will be back this week as we'll recap Wednesday night's action and get you ready for this weekend's game as well. There might be a mini-show dropping somewhere, um, giving you my thoughts on the Winter Classic. So everyone, go out there and enjoy your week. Winter's no longer coming. Wait a minute, that sounded. Anyway, winter's here, everyone. You have your winter hockey tournaments. It gets really cold when you fire up the old car. But, you know, when you're a hockey family, you just get used to these cold mornings. You bundle up a little bit more, and it just means you got to go to Tim Hortons and grab yourself a nice, nice hot beverage on the way out. And uh, who knows, maybe add a little bit of Grandpa's cough medicine to it as well. (laughs) Anyway, my name's Richard Blosser. Thank you for listening to the Grits and Barrett podcast for this week, everyone. I'll catch you Friday. Go Bears. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network